0: What's up, what's up, what's up, Boom family. I um I just plugged in three episodes from last year, ironically. And one of them was Divine Destiny that I did on Labor Day. So that's one year ago. Yesterday was Labor Day. And so I am going through this generational matters series right and i told y'all when i listen to certain segments that i will in that i will speak on pertaining to the issues that was brought up to me that i did not do correctly as a parent i'm going to search my library and uh, plug those in okay um Each episode will become a chapter in my book. Um, So I'm literally... Literally... Doing this audio. And this is raw. Because once, you know... I send it to the editor. They're going to do what they need to do. Um, However... uh, This is just coming raw. Disclaimer... On this series in the beginning. And I think I'm going to shift this to the beginning of this episode. So people can understand what is happening here. Um, So you're going to hear some pre-recorded stuff that I've already done. That will be interjected into some of the answers or rebuttal that I'm going to strive to explain that will help somebody else that may be dealing with this issue as a parent to your child, to your young adult, or even with yourself, with your parent. And um, just some things you just have to accept, some things you can't express uh, without disrespect and some things you just need to acknowledge and say, you know what, I messed up too. I mean it's not it's not my parent fault that I made a bad decision on marrying this guy. It's not my fault. I took I took Responsibility, because I did remember some things. I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to get the, the series all mixed up. So, I just want you guys to know that whatever I'm speaking about, that's going to be that chapter. It's going to be part of that episode. But I will interject some things that I've already spoken about because I'm not going to keep reciting it. So... I will go into more detail since my daughter have these questions. I'm gonna go into more detail and I also wanted to become a teaching segment also to express where the parents, such as myself, won't walk in condemnation and get stuck and allow the the negative forces to put you back in bondage. Right, but we're gonna be set free. Now it's up to each person that has been affected about a question or a memory or a trauma or just something that happened to them. Okay, it's up to that individual to acknowledge it, take responsibility of it if it needs to be. Ask for forgiveness, give forgiveness, release it, let it go, and then we got to move on, y'all. Um, I am not going to allow my children to put me in this box because they feel like I didn't do A, B, C, D, F, G. I I am not going to allow them to do that to me. I know for a fact that I did the best that I could have done for their lives to be better the way they are now, and their lives are way better than what mine's was. Ain't none of them been on drugs. Ain't none of them been in jail, knock on wood. The two oldest ones was the first one that was popping out with babies. Um, not my fault that the men walked out your life. I'm sorry that you felt, that they felt, that I didn't take time out to sit down with them right and teach them about my life and about love well i didn't never experience true love so how can i teach that to you i know what i expected i know what i was giving out i i know i was giving out true love on how i was raised in the community how you treat people how you care for people how you supposed to be there for people I was taught old school ways, so that's the only thing I knew how to bring into my parenting, opposed to all the abuse, okay? And so this generational matter, it does, because as you see, in the world, has just society is just going crazy. And I really believe that is issues that have not been dealt with. So I am taking time out to deal with these issues, this list, that my daughter brought up, the oldest one been brought up now, and I know um, each one I'm going to have their own little thing that they're going to want to sit down and talk to me about, fine, but don't sit there and talk to me with a hate, like it's my fault your life is the way it is. Uh, I could say the same thing. I could have been in the air force and retired. I could blame my mom for that because how she was. Um, they have new terms now: narcissistic no behaviors, narcissistic no parents, codependency. Uh, all these new terms that are popping up. Most psychologists and psychotherapy and mental illness, and all these different clarification syndrome, I mean, they have all kind of words and terms, bipolar, not just depression, but you got bipolar depression, cycle split personality disorders, and my lord, when I was doing the research on some things last year doing a surgery, series. I had to stop and walk away from that because it was so much information out there, you guys, that it's like, oh, wow, we didn't have all of that. We didn't have internet to type in one thing abuse. And then you got all these different types of abuse. Just when our parents whipped out behind, that was a whipping. You took it and you just dealt with it and you just don't do it anymore. Now, if a parent will go outside and get a switch off the tree and whip your behind and leave welts, then they will take you to jail because they say that's abuse. We're in a different time zone now. So our children feel like, you know, we let this happen and that happen and we didn't do this and we didn't do that. But it's a whole different time frame. And I believe that that needs to be taught instead of just one way. And so now we got... The millennium generation, the 21st century generation coming up, that they're smarter, they wiser, they're able to speak their mind, speak their opinion, you know, they are able to um, just do certain things that we was not allowed to do. It was like, you know, you don't speak, you don't interrupt an adult, if you in a room with adults, the children went in another room. Now you got parents talking about all kinds of stuff right in front of their children. You see, you got the children asking them questions. You got the children telling them, um, well, I don't want to eat macaroni and cheese. I want this. Oh, okay, then, let's go and get this. Oh, I don't like this food. Why well, can't go get Chick-fil-A? Okay, you want Chick-fil-A? Okay, we'll go get Chick-fil-A. Well, when we grew up, you guys... If we were to say, oh, I don't like them peas and them beans, well, guess what? You go get you a glass of water and a slice of bread and you go to bed. So you either eat what's before you, right? Or you don't eat nothing at all. That's how we was raised. Now, we raise our children up now like that. They'll say that's starvation. <laughs> Y'all see the time change? You see the, the difference? And see our children now, they don't even understand the time change. My mom had me way back in nineteen forty-nine. Nineteen forty nine they was going through the civil rights movements. Where the white folks was calling black niggas. Right? Was lynching them, killing the men, raping the women. So they was in survival mode, right? And so in that little transition, certain things we didn't have privilege to, we wasn't privileged to. They wasn't making the money that our children now making. My daughter now at 30 is making more money than me when I was 30. When I was 30, I was only making maybe like 10, maybe 10, 11, $12,000 a year. But they didn't realize that I also was putting them through private school. I didn't shop for myself. I sacrificed to pay that tuition for private school because public school at their age was horrible. See, little things like that, they don't they don't they don't take in consideration for that. My oldest daughter, whatever, um they was like, well, I don't even remember going to two three schools. That's a shame. My son been through four different schools. Well, every time you move, you went to another district. You didn't, you didn't, and they have a car. Now, back then, I did have a vehicle. I was able to get me a vehicle in 1997. I was able to give me a vehicle, right? And so, I still was going through my little thing. Trying to raise my children. So, I didn't take my children out of school. I kept them with that same address. And I dropped them off. Okay, when they started catching the school bus, is when we had moved into another place in Arlington. And that's a whole different thing. I don't even want to go into all of that, but... It's just certain things I'm 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 brainstorming right now because if you listen to the first uh, episode, a lot of things my my daughter was bringing up, she got to realize now nah, I gotta go back. She to open up a lot of things right, and just when I'm thinking my mind is settled and I could be begin teaching certain stuff by her bringing to light of certain things. And I want to explain it to her. I don't want her to feel that I'm not... I don't care about how she felt. But that's in the past. But since she brought it up, I want to deal with it. So she can go on with her life. But now, she going to have to accept the responsibility. She going to have to acknowledge. Now, are you willing to forgive me? Because from the conversation and how she was with me yesterday even though she kept saying, well, I respect you and da 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 but the way she packed her children's stuff up and they just left. She didn't even give me opportunity to say anything because when I was trying to reply to her, she kept cutting me off with another question, another question, another question. Then I just shut down and got quiet. You know, because you wasn't... You was throwing questions at me, but you wasn't giving me the opportunity to not only answer the question, but explain. You didn't want to hear what I was going through. You didn't. To me, it felt like you didn't care. You just wanted to be relieved. Why? And that's why I'm doing this. And I know, in the midst of me doing this, I know that this is gonna be helping somebody out here in the world. And and I don't want you to feel condemned. I want you to break free so you can enjoy the real fullness of you, the hundred percent that God creating in you, you can really have that love and admiration for yourself, okay, and with that said, you don't have to live outside of yourself to have other people approve of you to live your life, I'm at a point now in my life, I don't need nobody to approve me to say, I can enjoy my life, I can enjoy my life now, by myself or with somebody, because I'm free, I feel that I'm free, but because of all this other emotional stuff now that's like popping up, I'm going to deal with it, you know, but I'm not able to deal with it with other people around me right like now, if that make any sense, um, so, I just want people to know that this is what you walk it into. Disclaimer, uh, I will be sharing little sound bites from different scenes out of movies. Uh, some of them may have some foul language in it. Some may have expressions. I might even, uh, while I'm going through this process of healing, to mend and, and, and finalize some issues From my young adult self to speak to my young adult children, I'm going to have to express some things. Okay? And so it may become foul. I might get emotional with it. So I'm putting a disclaimer in the beginning that when that happens, don't judge me. Um, Don't start a prayer group that you got, oh, we got to pray for Sister Danny because... She on his boom factor just and lost her mind. No, my mind is free, I'm free in my mind. I'm gonna have the pure mind of Christ. I'm gonna trust in the Lord thy God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and my forefathers. The God that created the heavens and the heavens, okay? I'm gonna trust in this like never before. Not just I'm a faithful woman. I've been a faithful young adult, and I felt I was a faithful child to the best that I knew how in the surroundings and the environment that I grew up in. And with that said, it made me the woman that I am now that I know I can talk about anything. I have experienced mostly (laughs) only thing I did have, only thing I have not experienced and don't want to experience because of what I saw. I never took drugs, that's the honest truth. I never smoked weed. I never smoked cigarettes because I don't like how it smelled because I was around it all my life. I never drank, okay, occasionally started like maybe in my late 40s like 49 I drink wine okay um, I get the kosher wine that the heat, the Jewish people have ordained the man of sheriffs <laughs> and I usually do that when I take communion with myself or I just want to go to sleep right I um, I get a little of that. Uh, Let me see. When I travel, I enjoy myself because growing up, I never had a childhood. I never had a teenagehood. I never had the ability to really enjoy myself the way other children enjoyed themselves growing up. Uh, It was always a stop and go for me. Um, uh, so when I go out somewhere, I'm going to enjoy myself, y'all. I just decided. Traveling, Lord, how many I'm going to enjoy myself, y'all. That's it. And so, uh, I want you guys to understand what this is all about. And people can criticize you. They can criticize me, which criticism always comes some kind of way anyway. But, that, truth be told, this is where I'm going with this, okay? So, I just want you guys, and I kind of went overboard, I just wanted that to be like five minutes, and it's going on 20 minutes, so I'm about to get off of here. And I'll put it in the front of what you're about to hear, and it's so, so ironic how one year ago, this is what the law was dealing with me with. Alright, so I'm stronger to deal with I just want to um, emphasize that I've taken to heart everything that my child brought to me and I'm acknowledging it but I'm releasing it also and I'm letting it go and that's all I can do and I have to move on my life I have to move on because if I dwell in it I won't make it I won't make it so, I have to express myself. I have to do this. And this is going to cause a delay in something I have to do because I have to sit here and recollect and remember things that I need to remember. And uh, I'm not going to force myself. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to help me uh, to do this here. But I just want, I just need her to know that I am touching on this. And I'm freeing myself, and I want her to be free. And I want her to be free. And I want somebody out there in the world to be free of yourself. Be free of your pain. Express your pain. Express if somebody hurts you, and you feel that your parents didn't do ABCDFG, take time out, go out. Say, look, mom, dad, who, if they're alive, you know, meet with them but don't disrespect them don't holler and scream and make it seem like they made your fault I mean your fault your life the way it is just express you know Just you know what I'm saying um let each party have an opportunity to share their life share their world don't blame children okay Don't, don't blame your parents please, let them express themselves. I have accepted my mother the way she is. Period. And she got to deal with that with the Lord. Uh, We talked about stuff, things happened. But at the end of the day, Danielle had to take responsibility of her choices. And And I did. That's why a lot of people didn't know some of the stuff I went through... Because I didn't tell nobody. I, How they say, the old folks say, you make your bed, you lay in it. That's acknowledging it and taking responsibility and moving forward. What's happening with the millennium children? They're making it bed, They don't want to lay in it. They want to blame somebody. And that's not fair. Okay, it's not fair. And we all have... Sacrifice as parents, and that's what this episode, two is going to be about, parenting. And I'll probably be sharing some other stuff. That may sound like I'm going through a rabbit hole, but that's the only way that I can talk some stuff out to recollect some things that has happened to me, that I really didn't have nobody there for me to talk to and express myself. I was a young girl, got saved as a young person, and I tried to do everything that the Bible said to do. It didn't work out. I was mad with God for almost like a year and a half. Went back to church, tried to do what I had to do. Things still happen, and now things are still happening. <laughs> but I have a better relationship with God because now he's showing me that, hey, now you're to the point to trust me 150% so it's all about trusting in him now and because of that I have seen some things move within 24 hours when I totally did what he said to do and how to do it and that's where I'm at now on this post labor day one year later okay so y'all be blessed. I pray that this series helps somebody out there. And if if you feel that just some things that you are not able to deal with right now, just write it down in a journal. Write it down. Find somebody you can talk to that will hear you, not interrupt you, not trying to interject daily thoughts and two cents into your life and your memory but you really need somebody to hear you out find that person that will take time to hear you out and be that friend be that confidant and those that are able to do that let that person talk let that person speak let them express themselves, even if they have to um use foul language or whatever, because we all use foul language. All this holier than thou, and I know the Bible says avoid evil communication. You know what? Evil communication is not just foul language. Evil communication is evil. People do mischievous, evil things to break communication. That's evil. You know what I'm saying? So we got to decide dissect that also, even in the church, in the body of believers, we have to come to some discussions and allow people to speak, you know what I'm saying, and I really believe that's when we'll start seeing a, a solid foundation in this organization called the church, in relationships, in business. In the community, even in families, even in the household. Okay, so uh, that's all I'm going to share with that. And um, share, share the Boom factor video show to somebody that you think that wait a minute, I think you need to listen to this. This might help you. I don't mind somebody share share it, share it, share it. Okay. I love you guys. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you um, hearing me out. Uh, Those that are out there interceding for me, I appreciate you. I love you. Uh, I thank God for you. Uh, Those that may have a negative opinion about me, I love you still because the word says so. And I may not even know you. You might have your own opinion of me. God bless you anyway but we all been touched by something in life that changed the course of our life. And I, I just want you to be free like I'm becoming free. And not free to do evil, but free to do good. And I want to do good, and I want to do good now on a higher level of, of integrity and... and, and uh, love and respect and that's what she kept saying yeah you taught us about independence and you taught us about integrity and you know and never to be jealous of others and be leaders not followers and you have no friends and if you have sex you're going to hell and um, you don't need to be with friends you you got no friends Jesus your only friend and so she was kind of upset about that because I didn't go into details after I said that. However, that's what I instilled in them and that's what they are. They're self-sufficient. They live their life in integrity, right? Character important. and And I just made those statements because of what I've been through, that's all. Uh, I apologize that I didn't really sit down and talk to them and say, okay, this is why you need integrity, which I thought I did, but she said I didn't. Um, I know I used to always tell them, if you can't be honest with me now, as you get older, you're going to want to do things. And I'm going to say no because I won't be able to trust you. So what you do now as a young child between the ages of Three and 10 years old that's going to build your you're going to start developing your own mannerism right so if you want to be able to go to the dance when you get in high school I'll say sure go ahead have fun because see I can trust you to make the right decision that won't get you in trouble because I taught you you don't hang around with people that's doing ABCDFG I I do remember that, and she did say that, and all my children say that, and they turned out well, but they made it seem like, yeah, my life is better, da 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 you know, like, you didn't have nothing to do with that, because my life is better. Well, I wanted to be better. Because I could think at the age you are now and where I was with your age, I was struggling but I still was trying to make your life better. I made sure that they had, when I didn't have. I made sure they ate. I was so skinny back there, y'all, because I wasn't eating. I made sure that they ate, and I played a little game with, it. I said, okay, pay your taxes. So they had to give me a piece of their food, right? That was my food. I took a piece of each one of my children's food, so, at least I can eat something to make sure that they had a full meal. I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Alright, I'm out. See you on the next episode. Well, hello you guys, this is Dr. D uh, with the Boom Factor and we are in the midst of this transformation series called Generation Matters Purifying the Bloodline Season 1 Episode 2 During this episode I want to address the issues Um, that my daughter expressed. I don't want to make light of her feelings because that's just where she's stuck at right now. And I believe until she can really um, forgive me and accept the fact that I didn't know to this extent the pain that uh, the pain that she felt and i respect how she feel um the questions that she asks i want to answer them and also to respond on how i dealt with what she brought up um it was so much that I had to like really dig deep and go through different scenarios that she mentioned and I say you know what yeah I did dealt with that. I left that church. Uh yeah I remember that in that relationship when I found out, I left the relationship. I didn't stay in it, y'all. And... She mentioned about love. Well, I didn't know what love was. It was lust. Okay? Um, my mechanism was... I just didn't... Sleep with somebody just to sleep with somebody. I was very... Selective, and when I chose to be with that person, I was with that person. I didn't, I didn't cheat on that person. Anybody that I was with, I was one hundred percent true to that person from heart. Um, I didn't hurt intentionally hurt anyone. I didn't go into a relationship. With the idea is, I'm going to use this person. I'm going to get into this. No, I did not do that. Like I explained to her, even with her dad. I thought I was... I knew I wasn't in love with her dad. It was a spiteful move. And I think I shared it on the Boom Factor um, last year sometime. And it was to get back at my first. Um so let me let me um uh, give you the 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 questions she asked me that I can remember. These are the main questions she kept asking me and she wanted an explanation why. Okay, so I'm going to give her her answer to her why. And um and the young people that's out there you have questions for your parents or whatever, be courteous, courteous, courteous enough to take your time and when you ask your parents why they did not do something in the past while you was growing up, please give them time to pull that stuff out their memory vault and give them enough courtesy to explain Um, as parents we're not gonna sit here and go into details of our lives with our children to add another burden to them because of remember in episode one where I shared little clips of what these children, these youth, were going through, right? So we got to display strength as a parent to be there for you children, young adults. Most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, and I'm not going to say all parents, but most of the time and most of the parents strive to do the opposite of what their parents did to them. Even now, I see what she's saying. Well, my daughter's going to know every detail of my life so she can have a better life. And my son, okay, that's very good. Because see, now you have time. You don't have to struggle. You have a good job that's making good pay You have transportation, so y'all don't have to walk and catch the bus. You're not tired when you get home. You can cook your meal or go stop and go buy a meal. I could not afford that. So by the time we got home, I'm tired. I'm helping y'all with homework. Okay? Then when I decide to go to school, I got to do my homework, take a bath, get a couple of hours sleep or whatever, and then do this all over again. So you tell me, Boom Factor family, where did Danielle have time to even sit there and breathe? (laughs) Because at the end of the day, when I look at my life, I was on autopilot, Uh, survival mode, so much that I was on autopilot. I just did what I had to do, to do what I had to do. Okay, so the question she asked me, um, why I didn't give her details about what love was? Okay, number two, she asked me about why I didn't sit down and literally talk to her about men. What to look for, what not to look for. And then she said, don't worry, I'm going to get on my daddy the same way. Well, you know, I felt like this if your daddy would have did right by me, we would have been in the same household. I believe he probably would have done that. But he had his own little life. I had mine. Okay. Uh, number three, why I allow other people to whip them, chastise them? We're going to deal with that. Um... She asked me, number four, she wanted to know every detail of my life and why I didn't sit there and talk or explain to her or with them about my life. Right? Okay, so that goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. And number five, what is love and have I ever been in love and why it goes back to number one again, why I did not sit there and explain to them what love was about, because she felt like, and then she started weeping on this one, you know, she felt like she couldn't, why she can't hold down a relationship, right? She wants to experience love. Why she can't experience love, and she want that in her life before she died. Well, I want to experience it too. But I I can't explain on her end, but I want to experience it, too, because I never had it. All right. Um, I'm trying to see if something else that she said. I'm sure it probably was more, but it was getting too kind of heated up. And my other daughter said, uh-uh, y'all got to calm down while y'all yelling. Trying to think. Um, I'm not finding no excuse. I'm 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 acknowledging and accepting responsibility as a parent, but I'm also gonna give answers to everything she asks. Okay. So I want this to be a fair a fair. I don't know if I should call it what a. a Commentary or narrative, or I don't know. I'm just gonna talk, I'm just gonna talk in this and answer her questions, uh, the best that I know, and then think about, um, uh, acknowledge who she said, okay. Um, At that time, these was the men that was in my life. I was growing up. Alright. So, question number one was, why didn't sit down and give details about love? I guess I'll go to the next episode for that because it's already been 10 minutes. I'll just let this be an introduction. So... Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna answer each one of these questions for my daughter. Uh so I won't be interrupted. And then I'm gonna answer them and then I'm going to explain what what I was dealing with at that time. Um, I could tell you guys right now. Um, when I was carrying them, when I found out that I was pregnant with, with, with her. And then I'm going to have to rewind and add something to this that they never knew. And I never shared this with anybody except one person. Well, two people. Well, maybe three people. No, I think I did share this on the Boom Factor before. So I'm going to see if I want... Uh, first, I'm going to see if I can find the episode. And if I can find the episode for it and see if I talked about it, I'll plug it in. And if not, we'll go ahead and talk about it, okay? I think I hear a phone that I was looking for I don't know um I just want to be fair with this This because this is a serious matter and as I'm always saying nobody was there to hear me and, and um things that I experienced. I just don't want her to think that I'm I'm not hearing her. I I heard her. The thing about it she did not allow me to express when I was striving to share to answer her questions. She cut me off and do another question and another question. She did not allow me to really explain to her Um, what was going on at that time and I did do something about it because she felt, I kept hearing her saying this to my other daughter. Yeah, because if I, if I, um, I got um, on so-and-so when he called himself trying to um, tell Adam something, I'm not going to play that. You know, I'm not going to play that. Ain't nobody touching my child. Okay, but I'm so glad that you was able to do that and so when I felt that some that I gave I did give um the church that I was going to and there's only the three four churches I think I've been really involved with and um like I told her I said, well to be honest with you If y'all would have stayed y'all behind inside, like I told y'all, no, y'all can go outside, get locked out, because, see, if you want to tell it, tell it all. Y'all snuck outside, you got locked out. Miss Crystal across the street had to call me on my job. At the job I was working, I was not able to leave, right? I was not able to leave. So I did call my pastor at that time. And I I called Nana first, and then I called pastor. And he said, I'll go over there because he, the, the he took the leadership role. And back then, that's just how it was. took the leadership role, and we was family in a church. And went to my house. Uh, where he came here to come to my job and get the key to open up the door to let him back in because he just snuck outside. That patio door, I think that patio door has a latch. And when they went outside, the latch hit, right? (laughs) And their behinds got locked out, right? So they stuck outside, right? And at that time, I guess Joshua was maybe two years old or whatever, and by him crying and stuff. See, I I, I sit down and I think about everything. Um, I probably missed some details, but I just didn't do things, you guys, just to do it. I did things strategically to make sure that my children were safe. Um, And the neighbor... At that time in Beach Grove, that's where we lived, in West Wego, she'll keep an eye on my children as well as I keep an eye on hers. We was kind of like from the old school. Only thing is, she didn't chastise them. She just gave me a call and said, Oh, girl, you know them children outside again? And I was like, what? So this particular time, I think I skipped over the question. But this is what's fresh in my memory. So, we on question number two. So, y'all kind of excuse me. Um, and, you know what? I think I'm I'm jumping the gun. Let me go to the next episode uh, and explain. Because each episode, I'm going to explain every question that she asks me and answer them. So, she can hear that I heard her. And I'm going to say it again um, to all my children, especially Ashley and Alicia. uh, I apologize. I am so sorry that you went through this emotionally and I wasn't there for you emotionally. Uh, I'm really like, I'm not trying to find no excuse for it. But I I did what I I know to do to make sure that I got through with myself. I was 20 years ago. Because we 20 years apart. So at 20, I had her. 1986. And then Alicia in 1987. Right? And... I was young, <laughs> my lord, and just like just trying to do right with what I was receiving with 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 my life. Um, as I explained earlier, um, my two baby children' father came to my life. After I had Alicia. So maybe about. Six weeks. Seven weeks. I went back to work. His cousin befriended me. At that time I didn't know. That that was his cousin Kim. And probably like. Two three months later. Um, I did remember. I had to move back with my mother. Which we didn't have. No relationship at all. At that time, me and my mom didn't have no relationship. She allowed me to move back into the house with stipulations. So I mostly stayed in the room, taking care of her as a baby and pregnant again. Right? I was pregnant, so I had Alicia in my mother's house. Then I had to have her at Charity Hospital, and Kim one time at work said, girl, you don't do nothing. Come on, you need to go out with me. You need to go out with me. They got this club, you know, you need to come out this club. And this is how I met um, Z's daddy in the club. So from that night, he asked for my number. He was calling, calling. I didn't answer the phone because I didn't even want to be bothered. You know, I was still distraught mentally about me having to move back with my mom because at that time in her life, the only thing she would do, she just throw it back in your face, you know. Yeah, you got hooked up with these um, broke heads, you know, you know, Negroes, and but that's the other word she used, you know. And yada, 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 and, you know, now you're back in my house and all this kind of stuff. So I got to hear that every day. Uh, and to be honest with you, I'm trying to think, but I didn't get no emotional support. I received physical support, meaning she gave me a place to stay until I could find my own place. And even with that, I do remember me saving up my money. And when it was time for me to move, she took my money. I had it in a sock in a drawer. And she took my money. And she told me, she flat out told me, nobody be holding down no money in my house. Anything in my house is mine. Okay, so how do you expect me to get out your house If I'm saving up money... To get out your house... And you take my money... Wow... Right? Okay... That... That was... And at that time... We lived off of a palco... When that happened... Um... I have to really rewind a lot of things so I can speak on stuff correctly. So I'm going to say this also. Some of the stuff might be out of whack because this child just... just opened up a vault. Um... that I was definitely gonna deal with. But I didn't wanna have to, um, I didn't wanna bring up stuff now because a lot of stuff for her to understand, I gotta bring up stuff about my mother. And I didn't really, out of respect, you guys, I really didn't wanna do that until my mother passed. Uh, Just certain things, because I already know Certain things I know she won't be able to deal with. Um, I already know this. I've accepted the fact who my mother was. I've forgiven my mother. Um, and the reason why, because the Lord told me in another movie, this is another movie that I'm going to add to this, this episode the shack everybody should go watch this movie this is an excellent movie about forgiveness right shack i mean that is so powerful and so when i saw that movie about shack it gave me the ability to not only forgive my mother forgive my dad because at one time, I was mad with my dad because he didn't come back to fight for me. I felt like he abandoned me. I was like, why you didn't come back and fight for me? And the Lord said, he did come back. He kept coming back, but your mama blocked him. You didn't know it, but I knew it, and I saw it. And so, the things that she was say, right? Now, she expressed, my mom, she shared some things with me during um, my lifetime, just talking. And I was like, oh, wow. So, in my mind, I'm figuring out, like, oh, so, that's why this happened, because of what happened with her. And I guess I kind of felt, the same way that my daughter had felt, but I didn't latch out at my mom like that. Um, the reason why I had hated my mom so long is because of the abuse that I was taking from her. It's like she used to beat me for everything, and at that time I was taking care of my my sisters and my brothers. And... Uh, oh, my daughter kept asking me, well, I don't understand how you had four children and you never experienced love and, you know, and you was with these men, but you had four children. Well, um, let's get that straight. Uh, I know that might be jumping something, but remember, these four children, it's only for two men that I ever was stuck with that was in the arena of my heart as men that I thought cared for me. Right? The two oldest ones that's thirty, four and thirty-three, right? Is for one man. I wasn't married to him we was about to get married but he goes and he's sleeping around while he was with me in my own apartment that i work for and paid the rent right um then the two youngest ones two i think maybe three years later because they joshua and uh my other daughter the baby girl They have about a two-year gap. Then I got married. Right? I got married to their dad. We got married. So those two came from him. So let's get that straight. So out of these four children came just two men. That I was dedicated to the relationship. Now, I... Love both other men, but it really wasn't love. It was like a scapegoat. So it really wasn't love, but I had learned to love them. You kind of get what I'm saying, y'all? So she asking me, well, well she was telling me on this one, when well, you have four children, you gonna damn tell me that you ain't yada, 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 and I was just like, what are you talking about? She just was talking all kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. It really was taking me in a whirlwind. Um, So I want to identify that. So on the next episodes, I'm going to try to go through the details to answer her question. And while I'm answering her question, then I'm going to express... Two areas on um, where I was in my life and where my mother was in her life because my mother raised us. Um, she got married twice. Well, on her third marriage, but they've been married for almost 20 years now. This one here, they ain't gonna know that. They married to they do a do a sport literally. Okay, so her and Her husband, they together. They're not going away. So eventually, I guess. And I can't even say that that's love where she's at too, but that's her life. I can't just go, you know. And and I just certain things you don't cross barriers, right, y'all? And certain things I feel that children should respect their parents. And she kept saying, I respect you as a mom. I appreciate everything that you've done. But she still had like this hate in her tone. It's how she was coming at me. That she really, really despised that I did not do the things that, the questions that I just shared with you guys. Um, She didn't hear me out. And just for her little remark, yeah, I know you hear me with your hand over your head. Yeah, my head, my hand was over my head because I was like, oh my goodness, where is all this coming from? I said, okay, so I'm trying to think and I'm trying to pull up stuff to the, it just got me sick. And I just couldn't do it anymore, so I just got quiet. Because see, whenever, if somebody ever put me to the point that I'm out of my element, and I have to lower myself to come to your standard so you can hear me, then I'm out of my element. So I'm going to be quiet. So when she started cursing me, I started cursing her back. You know, wait a minute. like, hold up, wait a minute. What I didn't give a F. You know, I worked my F'ing behind all. Some, some things I did not even do for myself to make sure that y'all was taken care of, but since you want to bring this up, let me tell you about this and your dad this and da 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 da. da. So I, I, where would I have the time to sit down and explain to you about anything at that age? See, that the, the whole point is, and I think that's what kind of made it even worse because I. After all of that, you guys, I say, hold up, wait a minute. So you sitting here really trying to blame me for all your effed up relationships that you go and hop into, that you have not given yourself even time to breathe? So now you're going to blame me? And so after I say that, you guys, I just was quiet because she wasn't hearing me. And I just let her go ahead and run it. Alright. So I'm always sharing with you guys. Um acknowledgement. Um take responsibility. Go to God about it and then move on, right? So that's what I'm doing. I'm acknowledging what she's saying. I'm i I thought I took responsibility, and I said, well, sweetheart, I am so sorry that you felt all these emotional things, and you felt that I wasn't there for you. I apologize. I just was going through myself at that age, but she didn't hear me. So she didn't accept the apology. She didn't hear me. Um, so I'm going to explain, and I'm going to say it again. I'm sorry. Uh, so. One day you will, accept my apology, Ashley. Uh, And prayerfully, if you ever take time to listen to this broadcast and hear the different things that I'm talking about, maybe some kind of way you'll understand. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm going to get this off of me because it's really deep. And I need to get this off of me so I can teach this appropriately so other people can be free. And parents... Don't walk in condemnation. Uh, as parents, you guys, we can't allow our children after life to hit them inside their head, and they're tired, <laughs> and now they will to come blame us because we didn't do ABCDFG. Uh, it's not. It don't work that way. Parenthood is not like that. And see, I feel like, and I'm gonna go to the next episode. I feel like when we have children, that's a reflection of ourselves, so you got to deal with it. And a lot of a lot of children grow up now, they feel that we didn't do good as parents. You know, they can, I don't understand how y'all can do this here when we got this, well, you got technology, you have Google, you have... All these fancy social media, everything is so fast and rapid. You got people, uh, society is making it easy for you to voice your opinion. And I really feel like um, it's really disrespecting what God stated in his Bible. Children, obey your parents. You know what I'm saying? He also said... Parents, don't provoke, provoke your children. All right? Um, just because I was in abuse, none of my children can really say I abused them. They got their butt whipped, but the deep abuse that I received, I never did that to my children. That I can remember, I and I, I big the difference. I'm going to um, text them. And I want them to be honest and say, have I ever abused you? Have I ever abused you besides disciplining you when you didn't listen to what I said? And I ain't talking about nobody else right now. I'm talking about mm-hmm. I, your mother. Have Did I abuse you? Because I don't remember abusing my children. You know. Um, I'm going to deal with the three men she kept mentioning that I allowed to chastise them, and she said that um, her dad was very furious. And I, like I told her, well, if your daddy was in our life in your life, like he should have been back then, maybe you would never got chastised by another man. But with that said, I dealt with that situation. Okay. So let me go to the next episode and uh, explain to explain each one of these questions. I'm just trying to. Um, this is just a brainstorm um, to this to this part right here. Okay, all right. All right, y'all. We serve a great and mighty God. And no matter what happens, you know, Dr. D gonna make a way. Hey, if we gotta do pre-recording, slicing in half, put it together. Hey, I'm not gonna let the enemy think he have victory. Hey, I know how to... Do the gumbo mix, right? <laughs> and that's just how God wants us to be. He wants us to continue on pressing forward. No matter what, we're going to make it work. Glory to God. And so I welcome all of you tonight. Okay. We are in uh, part nine of the soldiery series. Getting that soul right. Which is consist of your mind, will, and emotions. And so we've really been dealing with the mind. But we're going to touch more now on... It's still going to be with the mind. But how our mind affects our will. Okay? And because our mind is not... Engulfed. With the word of God like it should, it causes us to will to do other things that may jeopardize our spiritual walk. All right, And our spiritual walk is so important. Why? Because it's only by faith that pleases God. And so if I'm not walking in faith, then I'm walking in fear. It's no in between. So through the surgery series, we have learned thus far our anger, how we don't deal with certain circumstances, and it caused our mind to split. That's where we get split personalities. We also understood how the brain activities occur. When our adrenaline be overstressed. We don't know how to manage stress. So we went through all of that. We went through how our minds, the enemy, th- um, throw suggestions and entice us. And we don't have the Holy Spirit to contain, to help us, right? We're beginning to will to do all kinds of things. And so I'm just going to do a little refreshing. And then we're gonna go into something that God really, really I woke up early this morning and asked, hey, my boon family, they get that fresh manna from you early in the morning. So go check out Divine Destiny, um, divine design to your destination. It's a little excerpt about what the father had put in my heart, and I'm gonna reiterate some of it tonight, okay. And so with that said, we're going to open up in prayer as always. Father God, I humbly come before you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who was born in the flesh, walked the earth, and after his three-year reign, he ascended into heaven, he said that I must go, but I will leave you a comforter. And that comforter is the Holy Spirit, a precious gift, the infinite gift that you have given us to help us, lead, and guide us in their earth at this present moment and father god we thank you right now that we will tap into the divine order that you have already planned for each and every one of us father god i thank you that we acknowledge jesus christ as your son and that our eyes of revelation and discernment you will give us the ears to hear your instructions on how to live the good life in you father in the name of jesus As we stated earlier, I decrease while you increase, Father God. Let these tongues of clay have let this my lips of clay be released, and you put the anointing and the coals on my tongue to speak your incorruptible word in the atmosphere, Father God. I ask that the canopy of angels cover me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet and to all that's on the internet worldwide web that are listening to underneath the sound of my voice that they will hear they will hear with spiritual ears and they'll be able to go forth and do what you have designed them the perfect plan for their life they'll begin to walk in it in Jesus name now in the name of Jesus i also take authority over the evil one and I apply the blood of Yeshua over the airwaves, over my life, over my children's children's children, over our businesses, our careers, our job, our ministries, over our health. In the name of Jesus, I take authority, I bind up every evil, unclean, foul spirit now and anything that's unholy with spiritual devices. now send them to the feet of Jesus Christ right now. I ask, Father God, to send the Lord of hosts to fight on our behalf. Fight on my behalf as I bring this word forth, where your people can be set free in their minds and they have the liberty to worship you in spirit and in truth, Father God. I thank you right now that all avenues of communication be silenced that are not ordained by God. And I ask for the perfect plan under grace come where the perfect word will come forth without no distractions in the name of Jesus. And I command the evil spirits not to speak, not to come in and disturb, not to, I forbid you to twist, untwist words. I forbid you to sin Wrong signals to individuals where they won't hear the word that the word will be able to change them and forbid lying enticing spirits to be denounced right now in the name of Jesus. You will obey the word of God. You will submit to the authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth right now right now father god we bring our minds and wills into complete agreement with your mind and your will your perfect design for our lives and all necessary resources that is needed for us to fulfill the perfect plan that you have for us we ask you to send it to us now under grace in your perfect way father and we cover it with the blood of Yahshua. And we give you all the praise, honor, and glory as due to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We have no air in this building. It's ridiculous. But, we thank God, we have a fan. <laughs> so, we've really been touch- touching on um, the mind. Whoa! There's so much stuff that's going on that if we don't have our mind right with the Word of God, abiding in His Word, and He abiding in us, the enemy can send all kinds of things to our minds in a spirit of delusion, but come upon us, and we'll think one thing, but we'll 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 see one thing, but think something else the enemy can whisper a lie or use any little pettiness to stir up strife and division, especially when he see that unity and power and love and harmony is in the atmosphere. And wherever there is strife and envious, it's an evil deed working somewhere. And I don't care how anybody try to put it, if you are strifeful, if you are um not content, if you quickly angered, and you don't have the capability to allow the Holy Spirit to constrain you, you have some evil deeds working. And so we gotta see how daddy is willing to set us free if you wanna be free. It's a it's a job, it's really a job to really allow the Holy Spirit to come in our lives. Right to change us, we feel that oh, I accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in my life. You give the right hand of fellowship to the pastor, you go to church, you know, and as you grow, you start seeing things happening. But hey, we still got some stinky thinking going on. And as the last two weeks, God said, Our heart is wicked above all things, who shall know it? Not only that, He said, It's desperately wicked. Whoa! Now, so tonight, what we're gonna do is, um, Daddy wanna warn us against false teaching and false spirits. Oh my God, there's so much stuff going on out here. In 1 Timothy four and two, it tells us warning against false teachers. Now, the Spirit expressly states that in the latter time, some will abandon the faith. To follow deceitful spirits and the teaching of demons, influenced by hypocrisy of lies, whose conscience are seared as with a hot iron. Whoa, my conscience? Yes. You have your conscience and your subconscious, and we're going to talk about the will that's within the soul combined with the mind and emotions because of your conscience. Your subconscious is very active. That's really what we're living off. But that subconscious, that stormatism, that's what holds the strongholds. The hypothalamus is like the hard drive in a computer in your brain. And a lot of things that's going on with us that we be like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. we sit down and be still and know the salvation of the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and start searching our hearts. We'll be freer. We'll be able to worship God in spirit and in truth. We won't have all this animosity. We'll know and be able to experience love while we're giving love. I also noticed that also that God is really helping me with a lot of people have not really received the true and living God love. So if somebody come along like myself that demonstrate God unconditional love, hey, then you're a suspect or, you know, or they'll try to provoke you. You know what I'm saying? Which is really out of order. Why would you why would you even go to that degree? I'm going to put on I forgot this recording. Okay. Cuz I want to upload this on the Safe Zone broadcast. Which you can listen. Safe Zone broadcast has its own podcast now. Praise the Lord. So, I will be plugging in the messages on there, okay, that you guys can listen to, all right, and we've been on for three years, so I'm gonna go back and start all over so some of you guys that are new, you'll be able to really really get that that real good word that good teachings, okay. Now, first, the five senses. Okay. Um, let me just share. This is this what Daddy woke me up with this morning. Um, I have a divine design to bring you to your destination a divine design. But to get to the divine destination that God has already prepared for us, right? That's coming out of Jeremiah 29, 11. Let me go to it right quick. When we understand well, let's rewind. Not so much understand but when we begin to receive that everything that we like, oh, I'm waiting on God. And I'm going to do this here and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to wait on God. And we praying, we're going to wait on God. For what? It's already done. He's already given it to us. That's like me having this. Um. What is this? Pine cone, right? It's here, right? I can see it. I can touch it. Right? So I'm praying, Lord, I'm believing God. I believe in you to give me my own pine cone. And I'm just gonna trust you. Tell me what I gotta do. I got tell me which way to go. And I'll go. So daddy God, like you ain't gotta go anywhere. It's, I put it there, it's already there for you. Pick it up and run with it. But Lord, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm believing God for my pine cone. I'm, 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 I'm standing, I'm fasting. You know, tell me which way to go. What I gotta do. You have to do nothing. It's already here. You, you see what I you see what God is trying to show us? So he was like, daughter, I have the perfect plan. I have the perfect resources. I have everything that you need already equipped. For you, your job is to seek me to fulfill a task, to go about acquiring it as if you already have it. So, when I pray before the word says, before you even utter off our lips that God already hear it, right? Right? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says... For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. See? This is a thing. So because we are so accustomed of things the way the world have everything materialistic now, right? So we we working, you know, we get that paycheck, got to go pay them bills. You know, yeah, I'm working hard. I'm I'm working, I'm doing, I'm doing, right? For things we already have them. But to get it it's already in front of me. My house that's debt free. My my car that's debt free. My my building is debt free. Everything that I'm believing God for is debt free. Is there, already? It's already there. Listen to me, good. It's already there before me. But I can't see it because I haven't sought God out first. Whoa. <laughs> Come on. I haven't searched him with my whole heart. Whoa. All right, Dr. D, where you going with this? What you talking about? I have to let God in my heart. I got to let him have my whole heart. The closer I get to him, the more he'll make me see. Which way to go? To live in a divine destiny? You see, as I'm growing in God, and He's showing me them little things in my heart, and I release it, He open up more of Him. And more that I understand Him, and who He is, and what I mean to God, then ways open up unto me. Doors are open unto me, and I can walk in them. But until I open my heart, which is the mind, the soul, the mind, will, and emotions, that's the only way I will begin to say, wait a minute, what I'm working all this for? It has been right there all the time. Let me show you. Our warfare is not carnal, but is mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Bringing every thought into captivity Found in 2 Corinthians 10.5. Unto the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of the anointed one. Romans 12.1 and 2. Especially 2. Be not conformed to this world. But be transformed. By the renewing of our minds. Renewing of the soul. Mind, will, and emotions. I'm not able to do anything willing and obedient to eat the good of the land if my heart have not been surrendered all. I surrender all. Have you surrendered your heart to the Lord? I surrender all. All to be my Blessed Savior, I surrender all. See, we haven't surrendered all. We're still holding on to stuff that's back here stored in the hypothalamus. That stronghold. I'm, I'm going to help you all I'm going to show you what was what, going on. 'Cause see, it gets touchy. You see, and we we, we wanna walk by faith and not by sight. Trust with the Lord with all your might. But guess what? <laughs> when them testing trials hit your butt, we are gonna see if you are gonna live by faith and not by sight. You gonna you gonna revert back to that mind and trying to figure things out. Why? When it's already there. Oh, but you can't see it. I forgot. You can't see it. 'Cause your heart. Ha you haven't given your heart to the Lord. Now, the five senses have a lot to do with it in our bodies. The five senses, our sight, hearing, touching, smelling, taste. We by sight our eyes, hearing the ears. We touch with our hands, our feet, our skin. We smell it through our nose. We taste through our our mouth and our tongue. All these mechanisms works within our bodies that's functioning from the mind that begin to activate certain stuff that's going on in our brain. And most of the times, it's strongholds that we have not dealt with. Well, okay, what do you mean strongholds? Well, as we was praying earlier, those little pet peeves that we always quote-unquote, well, it's just the way I am. No, God wants us to be in tune with him. Why? He wants to tear down the world's systems out of us. Most of us are so entwined and entangled and commingle with the systems of this world that we don't even understand the kingdom system. And most of us, yeah, we're operating, we're doing great mighty things, right? However, the heart is not surrendering all to Daddy now. Our warfare not carnal, but they might it through the pulling down of strongholds in the mind. The strongholds just don't be strongholds in the snap of the finger. A stronghold is fortifies itself from an act that begins with a foot foothold. Well, okay, so what is that? What are you talking about, Dr. D? I'm glad you asked. When the Lord was showing me this, He was saying that all strongholds began with a foothold. That foothold extracts itself from a personal endeavor. If you look back, in your life, through any situation you're dealing with, I guarantee you it started with something personal. Oh yeah, and it's stored not in the hypothalamus of your brain, but it, but the trauma and all negativism stores in your brain stem. So that's why a person you can have a nice little conversation. You know, just doing what you need to do, and if you say a wrong word or a smell or a touch or a look or somebody look like somebody, you know, and I'm guilty of that um sometimes too. You get a prejudgment of the person or something will trigger you, and then hey, that go that split personality, that mind is split <laughs> whoa, wait, wait, where'd that come from? not even knowing what just happened a foothold a personal endeavor a good example oh my gosh we were watching this movie the macaws and the hartfields lord have mercy a whole generation almost to the third generation they killed off each other Because of a personal endeavor. Until they got older. And thank God. Somebody said enough is enough. Let's squash this family feud. It started with a personal endeavor. The friend left the wall. He saw that. Hey they're killing us all. Come on let's go. Oh I'm dedicated. I want to stay and fight. We're going to win. We're going to fight. And he looked and said, we're not winning. You don't see all these bodies? I'm going home. And he left. And the other guy, I guess that was the, the, the McCoys or the Hallfields. I can't really get their name. But he stayed. Wound up, got captured. Was in prison. They beat him up. He came back hurt. But he came back angry at the friend because he felt the friend abandoned him. When he had a choice, he had a choice to leave. Two. A lot of times we have choices, and we make the choice, and then it don't it don't turn out favorable. Then we mad. For what you made the choice. I can't get mad. What? Eighteen years ago. I can't get mad, but nobody but myself, cause I made the choice. God say wait and I made the choice to get married again to a person that literally tried to destroy me. Come on. I made the choice. When God said wait, I made the choice and said I do. Come on, see, we don't we don't really like to take responsibility of our actions, people. We go to church, hallelujah, clap your hands, you know, we're doing this and doing that, but are we really going to take responsibility of our actions? And I'm going to prove a point. You know how you can always tell you have not taken responsibility of your action because it starts trickling down on your children. Uh-oh. Now, hey, all of it's not your fault because some parents raise their children the best they know how. But if you pay attention and you have the word of God and you're really seeking God for a change, he'll show you. Every one of my children, the things that they're going through, I can identify what I went through growing up around their age. I just pray for them. I say, now look, be careful now. The devil visits every 10 years. Look out for this. I was going through that same thing when I was your age. Be careful. Oh, man, what you talking about? Yeah. Every last one of my children. See, I don't have to go looking around or whatever. Why? Because it's sitting right there in my face. (laughs) It's right there. So when we take our time to identify and be responsible and say, Hey, my name is Danielle. I'm an addict to servanthood or I'm an addict to help. I had to do that the other day because I was listening to a recording from some years and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm the same way. Oh Jesus, help me. I don't want to be like that. You know, so adamant to do certain things. And we think it's a godly, humble servanthood. And when we sit down and think about it, the Lord say, well, yeah, that was a good thing. But that's something I didn't have designed for you to do. Because of the voices, excuse me, because of the voices of others projected to us, work out your soul salvation. You got to serve. You got to be at church. You got to serve me. You got to do this, you got to do that. And we're constantly hearing these voices, right? So we're only going about doing what we hear because we trust in our leaders that they are telling us the right thing. No no shade on the leaders. Come on, now, I'm not saying that, pastors and bishops. I'm not saying that like that. But what I am saying, according to what the Father is showing me, that we have to take time out to hear His voice. Because what will happen. We having pastors now. Teaching other doctrines. Hey. False teachers. Hypocrisies. Why? Because things that are happening. Or has happened. Way back then that. Was a foothold. And now strongholds. And they don't want to deal with it. Their conscience are seared now. So it won't even affect them. But yet they're spearing it over, over the congregation. And eventually it's going to come out, y'all. Either they're going to be in depression. Something's going to be exposed. They're going to kill themselves. Why? Why is all this going on in the body of Christ? Nobody's not taking time out and deal with the soul. The mind. So we're wheeling ourselves. The enemy is like jerking us. He already put that hook on you, right? And he just sitting there wheeling you in. Wheeling you in. Oh, they ain't dealing with that. Huh? No, come on. Wheel it in. Wheel it in, boys. Wheel it in. Now, what also have happened, the light of God illuminates through other people not saying that they're perfect, but they're loving God, they're serving God, they're worshiping God, like we were talking about David and Saul. Hey, David was worshiping God with a pure heart. He was Saul armor bearer. He was his captain and warrior. He was there as Saul beckoned, called whatever Saul needed. He was there. David loved God. He worshiped God. And he served Saul with all his heart into that one day. Ied. I love the way um, Joseph Prince identified. He said he he eyed David. Are you eyeing anybody today? Watch that. We used to call that the evil eye. He eyed David to the point where he began to be jealous and hateful towards him. Why? Because David liked to praise the Lord. Oh, he worshiped God. Oh, yeah. And all talk about the battle when he came back. Saul killed his thousand, but David killed his ten thousand. David, David, David. Uh-oh. So, all the admiration and attention wasn't on Saul no more. But yet... David was representing Saul and made Saul look good. Uh Uh-oh. But see, Saul didn't see it like that. Have you experienced something like that? Oh, I know I have numerous times. I don't know why. But I do know why. Because of the worship. And the love for God that I have. And I don't mind sharing it with you guys. How you can get into that place. Or that divine design to lead you into your divine destination. But the only way you're going to be able to get there is having a heart circumcised. And when God starts touching and showing you things in your heart. Hey, ooh, okay Lord. Like he told me, and he still was showing me some stuff. Oh my gosh, man, I've been denouncing some things because we speak words and create these vows in the spirit realm. And we're trying to figure out what's going on. And if you be still and know the salvation of God, the Holy Spirit will show it to you. You have to be willing to let it go though. I say, oh, Lord have mercy, help me, Jesus. So I denounce that. Because see, I want everything my daddy. Who? Cause I can see, I can see where he's taking me. I can see that he already have that perfect plan, the perfect provision, the perfect destination for me. He's launching me into it. And the more I'm seeking him, the more I'm crying out to him, the more I'm showing forgiveness and love. When I'm being spitefully used, I got to go up in Matthew 5 so I can come alive in God and bless those. Come on, Holy Ghost. I bless those that curse me and falsely accuse me and lie on me and use me and abuse me. Because they ain't doing it to me. <laughs> They're doing it to my daddy. Because, see, I got the line of Judah got my back. Showing goodness on the side of me. I have a low, a low, uh, a host of angels all around me. I got my army tree on. Come on now, Holy Ghost. And I got the joy. Unspeakable joy. That gives me strength. In Him. And so, when the spiritual... um, The spirits become exposed. Because of the light... Of God that illuminates all of you. Okay. And so what happens when when the spirit is exposed, it reveals behavior. That's when the pressure comes in the spirit right there. See? Say y'all thought. When she gonna get on the spirit? Where are we on the spirit right now? When the illumination of the God of God begin to Reveal itself to you in praise and worship through a message through other people, prophecy. It comes through them testing trials. The test and trials gonna expose what you really made of. Are you gonna come out with anger, rage, control mechanisms, statements that denounce people, statements of rejection? Statements of hate, of bitterness and anger. Statements of anxiety, workaholics, control. We touched about the, um, the narcissists, how everything has to be their way or no way. They have time. They don't have time for nobody else, but, it, but they want you to make time for them and only them. They even manipulate your time to project that they kind of... Care and concern about you, but they have that hidden motive. It's like, yeah, I'm doing this because hey, I'm gonna need you to do something. I'm gonna need your influence. I'm gonna need your money. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need something from you. So I have to project, and it's all still a part of control. Cause see now they are controlling the atmosphere over you, and oh, soon as you say no to them. They're going to switch. The word of God is not abiding in them. So you have to be mindful of individuals with this type of mindset. You have to understand that God has already equipped us to walk in that divine order that he has for us. Every plan, every purpose every provision is there for us it's right there you can see it you can touch it but we're still looking for it oh god i'm praying i'm fasting 30 days where is it where is it lord and god said, it's right there but you got something in your heart i need to let go you need to let go something oh yeah lord I, 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 I'm gonna deal with that later. But right now, I, I need I need to get this church built. I need to get this car. I need to get this home. I'll deal with that later. He says, right there, daughter, it's right there. You're looking all the way around. You're trying to do this and try to do this to get it, and it's right before you. <laughs> I know it's tight, but I, it's, it's right. God said in 3 John 1 and 2 that He wished above all things that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper. In Psalms 23 it tells us that the Lord is our shepherd we shall not want. He made us, um, He lead us the path, the righteousness, for His name's sake. Let's read that in as always, the time is gone. Boy, I tell you, it just flies. It just flies. It just fly. When we, when you and I began, cause I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, I'm, I'm doing it. When we begin to understand that everything we need is already been provided for us, He has the perfect plan, the perfect way, the perfect prov- provision for us, right? Our problem is we are so entangled, so tied up, so knotted up in the systems of this world that we don't know how to function in God's system. We're just doing works, y'all. We're not working by faith. We're not serving in faith. We're not serving by the spirit. We're serving by works. We're not saved by works, but by grace. Hey, that's the word, right? Psalms 23 tells us that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. When he leads me in a path of righteousness... I mean, when he he making me lie down in green pastures, he leading me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leading me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Nay, do I walk and through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Evil come all the way around, like yesterday. Oh, my word. I don't know what happened. Driver, if you're watching, but a speed demon jumped on you yesterday. And I just thought about it, even thinking about it right now. He rolled the window down, so it got in like that. Why is the window down on the highway? And the enemy used that situation to try to provoke fear on me. Literally, I was holding on like, Lord, what is going on? We are in the city limits, and this child is driving like a madman. Eh, eh, eh. What in the- Boy, what's wrong with you? Huh? He just like, huh? And he really was clueless. A spirit jumped on my child. But it was all for me. To try to grip me in fear. And to speak something that I just learned not to do. And it was trying to build this image. And I saw it. And I refused to speak it out. I said in the name of Jesus. Lord slow this car down. And eventually we got into the area where all the calls where they have traffic. So he had to slow down. I said Lord thank you Jesus. So right there and there I had to take control Of that fear. That God delivered me from. I had to capture it. In my mind. And speak the word over it. And bring it into the captivity. And obedience of Christ. What is that? God said fear no evil. He did not give me the spirit of fear. But power. Love and a sound mind. So I had to capture. What the enemy was trying to create. In that car. Because he want, he's, he's, he's mad. I know he's mad. He's raging now. Because he could not get me to do something that he tried to get me to do. To get rid of me. No. I see you. Can you really say, you guys? Are you really paying attention on how the enemy is manipulating situations in your life? Like a chess game? All in your mind? Delusion? I mean, all kind of riffraff is going on. Are, uh, you really taking time and saying, "God, what is going on here? Oh, he's gonna tell you what's going on. He's gonna deal with you first, but see, we don't want that-, Mm-mm. what, oh no Lord, that ain't me i'm oh no no god that that's not me. That's the other person now, nah, I'm praying to you because I need this here I need this I need this bill, I need money for to pay this bill. I see what you're saying, Lord, help me. Forgive me for that, but what you're talking about? And Lord said, wait, wait, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. So now you God now? So you trying to tell me that what I'm showing you about you, and that's not you? Because see, I already got your answer for you, but I can't release it. I can't peel the scales off so you can know where it is. Because it's right before you, but you can't even see it because I'm trying to get you to deal with a situation and you don't want to deal with it. It's a stronghold that that started with a foothold from a personal endeavor way back then. You need to deal with it. Spiritual rejection. Childhood trauma. Abandonment. Sickness and disease come from curses from family generations. Come on, y'all. I know I'm talking. See, we don't want to deal with these personal endeavors. Betrayal. We don't know how to forgive ourselves, and we sure don't know how to forgive other people. How in the world are we going to say, Thy will be done, thy kingdom come in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us how can you forgive others if you haven't forgiven yourself and received your forgiveness from God whoa it goes back to that heart that heart is messing with their head Their mind is split you can't hear you can't see you don't even know what to do it's just all about you doing the most. You're just everywhere. But, you, but you're still preaching. Oh yeah, you still Facebook Live. You're still serving the homeless. You're still visiting the sick. But some stuff that needs to be dealt with, you're not dealing with. And God said, until you deal with it, you would It's right. Your your opportunities is right before you, but you will not see it until you get this stuff right in your heart. And see the the tests and trials are our pressure points. Oh, he gonna press it. He gonna press it to the point where hey hey I'm you know what I'm just gonna check out. See that's what the devil wants you to do. We supposed to be soldiers in the army of God. We got too many wimpies. We got too many wounded soldiers, we got wimps, we got crybabies, we got too many know-it-alls, nobody can't tell you nothing. uh uh-uh. uh they only have one captain in the army, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. they submits to the commander of chief, and that's God Almighty. Hey, don't kill a messenger, I'm just bringing a message. ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Woo! as always the time running up my god. Oh my lord. We haven't even tapped in. Tapped in. Oh la 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 lord. Daddy want our whole man to be in sync. The spirit is so important in these last days to hear clearly. So we can see where he's taking us. Lead us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. See, God's gonna lead you in that path because see it's his name, he's backing up. Stop trying to represent your name. Whoa. If anything needs to be branded, is the Lord. Right? Ooh, I can feel it. I feel it. I know, I know, I know. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But if we can get our whole man in tune with the Holy Spirit. Come on now. I know what I'm talking about. Man, you'll live this life of joy and peace like never before. You'll be able to rejoice. Oh, my gosh. It's so wonderfully. You'll be so free and light. And you'll be able to soar like that eagle. Flying. Looking down. Oh, okay. Alright, I see, I see, I see. But we have so much weight on us. What the scripture says, how the weight is so easily beset us. Let's that's, that's cast the weights off. Cast the constraints off our minds. Cast those thoughts and those imaginations and and, and walk in the fullness and the forgiveness and love that God has already created for us. When he put his finger on something, let it go. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for the Lord has a reward for you. I got my rewards, y'all. I got rewards, y'all. Do you have your rewards? Can you really take that spiritual flight and let Daddy say show you what your what your dominion in heavenly realm look like? Hey, you do it. I say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, thy comfort me. Do you know what that really means? We're walking in a valley of the shadow of death right now in the earth. The rod that comes to not only protect us, but to guide us. Into to discipline us. <laughs> we don't like that word. But the discipline is so good. The discipline is where the freedom lies. When the Lord showed me, he said, you, 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 what, you, you winding over what? A building, your legacy, your name on a building. Well, hold up. You better worry about your name written in the Lamb Book of Life. Man, I was like, what? Yes, Lord. You ain't got to tell me twice. I'm done. When the Lord begin to strip, strip, will you let him strip you? So he can pull back into you? Come on now. All right? It's a lovely thing, it's a lovely feeling to experience the love of God like never before. Even in your error, even in your mistake, even in your mishap, in your hurt, your pain, your brokenness. The love of God comes in, on oh, my word, and he wraps his anointing around you. For the anointing comes to do what? Destroy the yoke and remove the burden. So, See, we be preaching this stuff. Do you really believe what you're preaching? Are you really living the words that you're teaching? Are you really walking by faith and not by sight? Trusting in my Lord with all your might? Come on, are you really? Can you really, really say... If God say, all right, matter of fact, he's not going to say anything. Him and Satan going to have a conversation. He going to say, where are you coming from? Oh, I'm coming from the earth looking to and fro. Oh, really? What you looking at? Hmm. I'm looking at the servant down here, Job. Look like you got a hedge around him. I can't get to him. Put that hedge down and I can show you he only serving you for stuff. Hey, oh, Joe? Not Joe. Not the upright man that loves me. Nah, go ahead. I know Joe. He ain't gonna turn on me. (laughs) I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna hit him with my best shot. God said, go ahead, do your thing. But don't touch his soul, that's mine. He have committed himself to me. Now, when I get through with him, he's gonna be cursing you. Now listen to what the devil's saying to God. Remember we were saying last week how he still have access to that third realm? Come on now. So you think you just going through all that just to be going through it? The Lord released. The enemy to come at you. Now. What you going to do? Are you going to put up your dupes and say come on devil. Come on. Now. Putting up your dupes. Towards the enemy. Let's clarify that. Let's flip it. When I say put up your dupes to fight the enemy. thats That means. God will begin to show some things in your heart. To let go. Whoa. Come on. Alright? Let's, let's explain this. That's fighting a good fight of faith. Alright? When God told me to... My help cometh from the
1: Lord, which made the heaven and the earth. Listen listen to me real good, brother, sister. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keepeth he will not slumber whoever's plotting against you they're wasting their time of course we know our heart's enemy the devil he's always plotting against us but he have to work through people that's willing to cooperate with him and listen i don't care what the enemy is planning against you this morning it can't work god is on your side he doesn't slumber nor does he sleep let's note what verse 5 says in psalms 121 the lord is thy keeper the lord is thy shade upon thy right hand the sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night simply means this no matter what comes against you when the sun is up or when the sun is down and the moon comes out no matter what comes against you all day long god doesn't slumber he doesn't sleep god's got your back he is on the job 24 7 he is watching you right now this very second this morning god is looking at you right now and he's got your back the plans of the enemy cannot come to pass listen to verse seven the lord shall preserve thee from all evil oh my god i love the word of god let me read that verse seven again The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. Preserve means he is going to keep you. And it doesn't matter what comes against you. He is going to keep you. And when the dust dust is settled and the smoke clears, you are still going to be standing strong. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 8. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore you getting ready some of you getting ready to go to work some of you getting ready to come in from work god said it doesn't matter whether you're going or coming the bible says he will preserve your going out and coming in that means he is going to keep you he is going to keep watch over you he's got your back glory to god come on and lift your hands this morning And just help me worship Him. Oh, we love you, Lord. Lord, we love you. We love you, Lord, for you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. Feel the presence of God. There is no one else like you. For you are great. For you are great. Yes, God. You do miracles so great. Come on, lift your hands to heaven and sing with me. There is no one else like you. There is no one. There is no one else like you. For you are great. Yes, God. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no. Oh hey.